Hello, humans. Welcome to Not You Guillermo, a What We Do in the Shadows podcast brought to you by ourselves. I'm Nicole Conlon. And I'm Patrick Monahan. And this is the second episode of our two-part recap of season four of What We Do in the Shadows. I like to think that we intentionally saved it for Halloween to time up with spooky season and not because we've both been busy. And the important thing to note here is that uh, it's being recorded around Halloween uh, and we're not putting any deadlines on Nicole, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. To edit and release this prior to Halloween. Uh, That's a good point. So, although just covering you there. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, we shouldn't promise anything. As of right now, I have time to do it, but we'll see. Hey, you never know, right? Yes. Um. So last time we stopped, as we mentioned, at the classic six out of ten episode mark. And we cover a natural dividing line. The natural dividing line. So today we're going to talk about episodes seven, eight, nine, and ten. Um, where we left off, the last episode we talked about was the wedding where Nandora and uh, Marwa finally get married. Um, do we need to recap any of that? I, if people are listening this far, they've probably already listened to this. If you haven't listened to the first six episodes, then listen to those ones. I like, the, I do like the idea of us having to do a recap of the, like, it's just a recursive, <laughs> just in case you missed it. Uh, last time we, <laughs> um, so episode seven. Um, Pine Barrens. This uh, in this episode, Sean hosts a guy's trip to his cabin in New Jersey for them all to go hunting. Um, and while they're there, they encounter the New Jersey Devil. Um, Nandor and Laszlo have kind of been arguing a lot lately, and even in the car on the way to the cabin. They're like passive aggressively making comments at each other and about who has like the better seat in the car and who's like better friends with Sean, which is crazy because Laszlo is obviously better friends with Sean. Um, That seems pretty much canon. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Um, And then Colin is also there just sort of generally being annoying. Was he talking about Roblox at this point? He had his iPad with him. He was constantly playing on his iPad. Yeah, I I think I mean. He was definitely been into Roblox. Uh, I think I think that was around this time. Let me just let me just try to remember here. Um, One of the challenges of doing this podcast so far after the season is over is now I have to I have to really dig deep to, to remember a lot of the specifics. I remember the general turning points of episodes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I uh, I may have taken some uh, notes on some things. But maybe, uh-huh. maybe not on uh, every episode, as it turns out, looking back at my notes. <laughs> but here's the thing about that. Um, you know, we don't have bosses here. So uh, I guess uh-huh. our, I guess our bosses are you, the listener. So uh, sorry, boss. We're, we're a little we're a little behind here. But. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh... The the thrust of it is that uh, Nandor thinks Laszlo is uh, a bit of a Frasier, a bit of a snooty, snobby guy, which he is. And um, Laszlo is tired of Nandor acting like he's in charge. Um, and then Nandor admits that he's just mad that Laszlo and he haven't been spending as much time together Um and Laszlo says the same thing to Nandor about now that he and Marwa are married, they're not hanging out anymore. Yeah, I thought this was an interesting thing, you know, uh, uh, like the dynamic, because we uh, obviously we've seen the two of them, you know, hang out and stuff. But it's easy to forget that they have this relationship that goes that's been going on for hundreds of years, right? Like this friendship. Yeah. And there probably were like decades where, you know, they were uh best buds and, and we're with each other all the time and then that waxes and wanes obviously uh you know nodges in there as well um so yeah i thought i thought it was kind of fun because because when you think about kind of pairing off the characters you don't really think about uh you know nandor and laszlo specifically i feel like um yeah you know not without not without Nadja being group. there you know yeah so yeah um so they're they're all in the cabin in the woods. Uh, Colin is being annoying on his iPad. Sean is super drunk. <laughs> Sean is so so drunk. There's uh, guns. Guns accidentally go off more than once in the episode, right? I believe so. Yeah. It's look. It's dangerous out there. Yeah. Be you know. 
Pine Barrens, you know, famously the uh, the Sopranos episode. Um, that's a, something that I'm sure is uh, lost on very few viewers of and listeners to television recaps in general. Feel like that's a a thing that people know about. Um, you know, famously the funniest episode of Sopranos. Um, well, I don't know, I don't know about famously, but one of the one of the funniest and best regarded episodes of The Sopranos. And uh, it's also people trapped in a place and working through issues while dealing with something a little bit uh crazy you know and dangerous on the on 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 the outside and yeah hence the jersey devil yes speaking of which um so initially colin and um sean are talking about the jersey devil in the car on the way up and then laszlo and nandor tell colin that the jersey devil is just something that vampires made up uh so there would be a reason for all of the dead bodies scattered around that the vampires had killed which is why it was fun when the jersey devil actually showed up at the end and had a, a a huge blurred out dick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I the, the genitals were were a memorable element. Um, yes, and, even blurred out. Yeah, well, that allows you to get away with a lot more. I think um, absurdity. Let's say uh, when you yeah. I mean, he's. I don't know. He's got that. Um, and I will admit that I'm not a Jersey Devil scholar, so I don't I don't know the traditional appearance. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if the the second set of arms is uh, you know because he's got the wings and then arms, and the, you know the wings are on is on the one set of arms and he's got legs, but then he's got a second set of kind of uh, I guess they're about the same size, but they're kind of like quado arms, right? They're kind of like little you know like um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if the, how much strength those have compared to the rest but um he's also got uh, a face i don't know if you're from uh, you're a watcher of the show evil the television program Mm-mm. uh this is the kind of devil i think you would see uh in the television program evil um if you've not seen evil it's it's a fun one okay um, um well i'll start watching it and then we can do an evil podcast there we go hey once every six episodes or no so. promises <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile back at the house this is a really big episode for Guillermo in particular um, because he thinks all the vampires are out of the house this week. So he's going to host his human family for dinner at the mansion to kind of show them around. What he doesn't know is that Nadja has planned a girls weekend with Marwa, the guide and uh, the doll. Yeah. Um, and so they're getting into it. They're watching romantic comedies, right? Is it when Harry met Sally? They're watching uh Mamma Mia, I believe. Mamma Mia, that's right. And then they find out there's a Mamma Mia 2. Right. Um, and they want to go out and get Mamma Mia 2. Um, meanwhile, Guillermo's family is having dinner downstairs. Um, and it turns out they all kind of have vampire hunting powers. Um, they can all immediately when they come in, they sense that something is weird, but they're being normal about it. But then when Nadja comes down and discovers them all having dinner together. Um, Guillermo has to like quickly solve this problem. And so he says that Nadja is his girlfriend, fiance, girlfriend. Um, and then she has to have dinner with the humans who love her and she has a great time with them. And she doesn't know how Guillermo could have been somebody as boring and awful as Guillermo could have been born to this wonderful family and everybody's having a great time. But, uh, Guillermo's grandmother, right. Is the one who, like also has Guillermo's gift and she identifies Nadja as a vampire. Uh, and then they all try to kill her and then he has to like stand up to them. Yeah. Yes. And in the process, he comes out as gay to them, um, which ends up going just fine. Yeah. So it was a nice, you know, uh, yeah, we know like that, that kind of thing. And, uh, it, yeah. you know, we know, and in, in the clumsy way that, you know, maybe not the most, um, uh, I don't know, academically progressive people, maybe I, I don't know the right word for it, but you know what I mean? Like, like saying the sentiment is the important thing. And that, and the sentiment was there, which, which I think is, is, uh, you know, more charming too, in, in this kind of situation. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, they, they, they I'm trying to think they do, um, let's see, I'm trying to think of like the spa treatment things they do for themselves on the girls weekend. Don't they, they, they do a bloodbath, right? Or, or, or at least yes. not yeah, so yeah. A fully in the blood, which I think is a reference to like, like middle ages Queens would sometimes do that. Yeah. Elizabeth Bathory, I think is the, is the one that probably it's a direct yes. reference to. Yes. Um, 
and uh yeah she's like the lady uh vlad the impaler basically just yeah. just one of those people that you at some point in liberal arts education or, or at least in high school or something you read about like evil people from history and she is uh high on the list because it's fascinating yeah. you know um let's see uh it was her and then always Vlad the Impaler. And then Vlad the Impaler was like never quite as interesting as you wanted him to be. Um, I seem to remember. I seem to be like, oh, there's just a big spike pit. But then other people were like way more fucked up. Yeah. I mean, didn't he like like to eat out there? So he'd put them up on higher spikes so they didn't smell as bad or something. He 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 was, you Maybe. know. Yeah. I don't know. Not, not a good. Jeez, I guess. Not a good dude, it turns out. The guy who inspired <laughs> Dracula. Could have researched better before this podcast or the events of the show we're talking about. And also Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. He's, you know, look, one of those guys where I don't think you can really say he gets a bad rap. Uh, seems like, it <laughs> seems like a bad guy. Uh, yeah. Although he is a, na- he is a national hero in Romania, apparently, or at least, uh, really? well, he's like a, 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 maybe hero is maybe not. Well, that's what it says on Wikipedia. I'm looking right now. So, um, I don't know. Calm down everyone. Um, One of the weird things when I went to Romania is that every little small town that we went to that had like a big hill or a mountain next to it had like a Hollywood sign of the name of their town. Okay. So we went to, we stayed in a little town called Brasov and Brasov had its own Hollywood sign, but it said Brasov and they just did it. I think it's nice. I think every small town should get a little sign. I think that's neat. Yeah. Um, Did did anything happen like when it got really overcast and then uh, like vampires flew out of a castle up, up in the hill and then you had to kind of duck for cover? Was that something that you dealt with? No, I don't remember that happening, but I also go to bed pretty early, so I may have just okay. Well, this yeah, I mean, um, did you encounter uh, a handsome but mysterious man in a a long coat, uh, followed around by a uh, friar uh, who worked for the Vatican, whose job it was to kill monsters and vampires? That did happen. Okay. Yes. It looked like Hugh Jackman. Uh, this is long hair, you know. Kind, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. didn't think anything of it at the time, but now that you're bringing it up, yes, I, I should have taken more note of that. It's a good movie, Van Helsing. If you if you if you're not clear <laughs> what we're referencing, it's the 2004. Uh, I want to say which is the which is the line that Guillermo's descended from, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. He's Latino, but I think they I think they specifically mentioned Van Helsing blood or something. Um. And speaking of Guillermo and his family, I want to point out that um, the guy who plays his brother, Miguel, is also in a TV show on Hulu called This Fool, where he plays a guy named Luis. He plays like the main character's brother, and he's so fucking funny, both in this and that show. Yeah, they 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 always know how to rope in talent uh, on this show, yeah. and they, you know, not not not. Not surprising. I've had a background gif of the Jersey Devil, by the way, uh, going. <laughs> And I, Wait, I send it to me. I just looked over at it. Well, I don't know how to, uh, it's one of those like tenor gifts. I don't know how to say, it, but I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the chat. I'll put it in the chat. Uh, uh, and uh, it's just him, you know, dangling everywhere and all that. And uh, just, He's a, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I, I want to be clear. I think earlier I said that the Jersey devil had a huge dick. He actually has huge balls. And I specifically remember them saying his balls are huge and his dick is either on the small side or normal. Uh, that does appear to be the case based on this, uh, based on this gif. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a nice touch to have the Jersey devil be really into Jersey stuff. I think that was fun. Yes. I was going to bet money that at the end, uh, Colin was going to play Springsteen on his iPad, but he actually plays living on a prayer by Bon Jovi, which is admittedly the funnier choice. Yes. Although you could, you could see like an impassioned thunder road or something really, uh, you know, getting, getting, getting the, the devil going but yeah i think i think that's right it's in this gif of him it's very funny um do you think okay do you think the second arms are being puppeted or are there two guys in the suit i think it's puppet arms right yeah i think there's yeah they, they yeah i think you're right man practical effects you got to bring him back uh so then at the end um the boys come home they've settled everything and uh naja hypnotizes guillermo's family um, to forget everything about the vampires, but still remember that he's gay because they were totally supportive of him. Right. And that's, yes. and that's, yeah. And, and yes, they're getting a lot of mileage out of the hypnotism this season. Yeah. And it's, again, we don't know how many times it takes to give somebody the brain scramblies, but we're, you know, we're sort of playing fast and loose. This is at least only the one time, you know, so that's good. But, uh, yes. Um, Sean has recovered just fine, but those two people from the private school are, 
dead, right? They <laughs> died from it. They were straight up dead, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, moving on to episode eight, which I think was sort of the long-awaited episode of this season. Um, this is an episode called Go Flip Yourself. We've seen the Sklar brothers a few times on this show playing uh, Kirkland brand property brothers who flip houses. And in this episode, they come to um, the vampire's house to flip it. And nobody is more excited about it than Laszlo. Yeah, this episode was one that was sort of uh, presaged by the, you know, and, and obviously nobody knew there was actually going to be an episode with these guys. But when you cast the Scar Brothers in such a small part, you're wondering, okay, are they going to be in something uh-huh. more? And th- this episode was shot like an HGTV show, which is probably very fun for everyone involved. Um, it had all of those cheesy graphics and transitions. It uh, really was, you know, I mean, it's Chekhov's home renovation repair show, right? That's that's what finally paid off here uh, in this episode. And uh, this might have been my favorite because I've watched enough of these, you know, ridiculous shows. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not a big Property Brothers guy. I know that's the most direct reference here. Um, it's just, it, I think the time whenever it's on HGTV, when I'm at my parents, doesn't really work out. It's not on around dinner time or in the you know I don't know for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm a, we're a big um, house hunters in general. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Love it or list it is a big one. I don't know if uh-huh. you're familiar with Love it or list it. Um, that's a show where the guy who uh, tries to get you to buy a new house loses every single time. Uh, it's very strange. <laughs> They frame it as, you know, I found this house that has all your stuff. You got to decide, are you going to, are you going to buy this house and sell your old house? Or are you going to uh, stay where you are? Then, you know, and uh, they always stay because moving is a huge pain in the ass. It seems like he's starting from a very difficult place. Um, yeah. And obviously there's a spouse who wants to leave, a spouse who wants to stay. Anyway. Of course. Not super germane to this. But uh, anyway, I, I'm very familiar with the HGTV kind of house style and they do a great job of imitating it here, I would say. Um, I only watch Grand Designs, which is the, it's a British one, and it's about uh, in- mostly English people who build their own homes and, like, destroy their families in the process. Every once in a while, there'll be, like, one that goes great, and then normally it'll be, like, three quarters of the episode. It's like, Mark and his wife has separated because he decided to build their whole house out of mud and... uh I didn't see much of that in this episode, which was disappointing to me. That is, yeah. Um, I did. I did like not to skip too far to the end, but that like everything basically, uh, nothing. They don't have to really commit to this as a actual yeah. renovation that worked because, yeah, you know, all the uh, stuff is just kind of crummy and surface level, and uh, you know, which is what a flipped house is. Correct. I read a really good thread on Twitter the other day about how, like, in like thirty years, we're gonna have shows like flipper fixer that are like people coming in and repairing all of the like awful damage that first time flippers have done to houses across the country. Definitely. There's a major flaw in the premise of this episode in the sense that you would not want house flippers to be the ones who are coming to renovate your house. You want like somebody from one of the (laughs) renovation teams. You don't want, I'm going to do the bare minimum and then sell this for as much as I can to make a little bit, make like 50 grand on that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not a, uh, not something you, you know, you, you, would associate with like lasting quality, uh, especially for a house that's been around for hundreds of years or whatever it is. So, uh, yeah. And you know, you're going to get, you're going to get your shiplap. You're going to get your, that gray flooring that everybody has now on all these shows. Um, yeah. you're going to get some backsplash action in the, in the sink, in the kitchen, you know, you get all the, all the classic stuff. Um, one of those stupid barn doors that slides closed and doesn't like actually seal like from an audio perspective, does not seal off the bathroom, which is just no. like idiotic. Why would you do that to anybody in the house? Um, Jordan and I were staying in an Airbnb one time that had one of those doors to the bathroom and we had our dog with us and she uh, very quickly realized she could use her nose to push open the door and loudly drink out of the toilet all night. <laughs> For it like just as soon as I fell asleep, all of a sudden like slurp, 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 slurp. It's like, oh God. Hell yeah. So for that reason alone, I am opposed to the sliding door because a big dog is strong enough to open them pretty easily. Look, I, I'm not saying, you know, I it's cheap. I'm sure it looks modern in some weird way, right? It, it does save space. If you're in like a weird space. It saves space. It's 
you know, if you're flipping, I'm talking about if you're flipping a house, you know, it looks like, oh, they did something different here, or even though it's been done and everyone wants, you know, all these, there's also something it's like everyone's brain has been rewired that watches these shows and they all want yeah. versions of the same house for some yeah. reason. So I also think if you go to like a rich person's house who has like a real heavy, good quality sliding door, it's probably better. We're probably seeing the tj maxx version of this door a lot i think there's a kind of an inherent flaw though because you can't you have to have a gap between the between the top and the you know like under you know at the bottom right to be able yeah. for it to slide and a gap on the, i think if you and have, a gap like, on the if, side too like you know there has to just be these i think what really solves that problem is pocket doors but those are a lot more expensive yeah well if you're if you're a fancy person you can do that i suppose but uh yeah, if you don't need it for space reasons, just get a ba- use a bathroom door. What are, you, what are you? What are we doing here? You don't. Have, you don't have to do that. Uh, Regardless, anyway. the bathroom doors are not the craziest thing that they do in this house. First of all, let's go to the beginning. Obviously, Laszlo is the one who submitted them to the show because he loves the show. Sure, he's wearing jeans the whole episode, right? Uh, yeah, he's dressed like a normal man. You know, he's yeah. just <laughs> keeping it cash. Yes. And then as soon as the film crew shows up, they murder one of the property brothers immediately. Within two seconds of him walking at the door, they kill him. And that is so funny. Yep. And it's and it's it's really funny because like there are two guys. This isn't like a cheat. So they don't have to like hire twins. Like there are two comedy twins. They got like the main comedy. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it's not like a, it's not done in like as like a filming trick or something. You know what I mean? It's so funny. Yeah. They got the twins and then one of them just had a, like two days off. Yeah. And then, and then they like, and then the, the other twin like does not react at all. Like stays insanely professional and is just like, okay, he's taking a little nap or what, you know. And there's a reason for that, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I'm trying to like look through my notes to see Laszlo's best moments because he does a lot of, he does a lot of good, like hamming it up for the camera. Cause he's finally gets to be in the show that he wants to watch. So right. he's trying to do all of the like tropes of like the things that people say. Yeah. I cannot believe this is all house. Right. I think is, is one that he does a lot. And the, ch- and the changes are just completely, first of all, like it's like all these shows where they have to scale down the project because it's too expensive or it's too much work yes. or whatever it is. And so you get the result is obviously very limited, um, which I think is also a wonderful uh, uh, detail to anyone who's watched those shows. It's like, oh yeah, it turns out, uh, yeah, we didn't do an inspection before this uh, because we didn't want to spend the extra twenty grand or whatever it would be. And uh, yeah, the foundation is like in two pieces, so we're gonna have to do that first. And uh, so I guess we can't do the uh, blah blah. It's yeah, wonderful. They also there is a. I just looked it up because I couldn't remember if the Milwaukee tool ad was in this episode. I think it was in a previous episode, right? I, I just looked it up because I I couldn't remember if the there's like an embedded Milwaukee tool ad in one of these episodes. I don't think it was this one. I think it was a previous one, right? I, th- I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Regardless, I just Googled uh, what we do in the shadows, Milwaukee tools. And there's a Milwaukee tool subreddit with like 20 posts that are like, they're talking about Milwaukee tools on what we do in the shadows. <laughs> Wow, I didn't realize that the tool company had that level of uh okay. There's a subreddit for everything. Although the people I mean, they've got 38.7 thousand subscribers yeah, that's with what, that's, 262 currently viewing. That's a lot, you know. It's in the top 5% of subreddits ranked by size. Yeah. Um, um so if you're a real tool head, <laughs> uh go check out the Milwaukee Tool subreddit. Uh yeah, no, you're right. No, it was I think it was this episode because now I'm looking I'm looking at the Milwaukee Journey Sentinel. There's an article. I love when there's like, hey, there's a thing that was talked about uh, from where we are <laughs> in a Hollywood television program. Um so, yeah. Uh wonderful stuff. As somebody in the oh. as somebody in the subreddit put it, great movie, great TV series and great tools. <laughs> said it better myself really summed it up so one of the things that the vampires are really obsessed with i think um naja in particular right or or maybe the guide is they want a solid gold toilet yep yes and that is when uh when things start getting cut and cut and cut they're like i can live with it as long as we still have the solid gold toilet and then once that gets cut they hate it they're out or at least naja does yeah solid gold toilet um again solid gold like in a, a, you know, toilets are very heavy and large as uh, if you've uh-huh. ever tried to move a toilet, uh, to make that out of gold would first of all, like weigh like what a car weighs probably, um, <laughs> 
at least or what an engine block weighs something uh and it would cost I, god knows how much money so it's yeah that's a big part of your budget right there so you can really you open up a lot more flexibility if you give up on the solid gold toilet i would say um it could switch then, to gold plated you know what i mean maybe we try to sure, you gold know leaf yeah, you know, you, you compromise, right? That's how you move things move things uh, forward in these kind of situations. But no, no dice. As a child, I feel like I understood there was a sort of fancy toilet hierarchy based on the color of the toilet. We had one in our basement that was like a powder pink that was a source of great shame for me. Pink, okay, so pink is low on the totem pole. At least powder pink. But then my aunt had one that was like black. And I was like, wow, I didn't know this was possible. Black is like elegant and, and Black high is status. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess like a black could, could look like in a very modern, like tiled bathroom. You could see, I could see how that would be seen as like, you know, this was also, they, they like renovated their house during like the end stages of, uh, eighties cocaine. Yeah. I was, I was going to say so that's, I'm picturing the bathroom at the uh, the yuppies next door in Christmas vacation yeah. half. That's that's what. For the record, if any of my relatives hear this, I don't think my aunt has ever done cocaine. That was just the decor style of the time. It's important not to not to defame your aunt. Um, yes. Yeah. I. I, I okay. So we, we pink or pink is low status. Powder pink is low status. Black is like like a like an obsidian is high status. <laughs> where does like a classic white fit in what's like is that just kind of you know Standard, right in the middle yeah 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 baseline baseline against which all other toilets are judged so basically if you get like one of those black like a fancy japanese toilet but it's also black you are you are in Ooh. the like rolls royce of toilets basically why even point. leave the bathroom then well that's true um the gold toilet is not the only thing that the vampires were interested in because the other main point here is that nandor uh really wants a man cave toby and bran who are the property brothers or i guess just bran right he's the he's the one who lives shows him a mock-up he's the one who lived (laughs) the boy who lived bran um uh he shows him a mock-up of this man cave and nandor's like yes i like this and then marwa who has been cursed by the genie to like whatever nandor likes builds the man cave because that's what she wants because she likes what Nandor likes. And then she ends up sealing herself in there because she wants to be alone because she likes what Nandor likes. Yeah. Uh, um, and in this episode, Nandor even like openly admits that he doesn't just think she's boring. He like actively doesn't like her. <laughs> yeah. It would be difficult to have that realization when you basically uh, personality wise, at least you, you turn somebody into yourself uh, via magic and then you're like oh I don't really care for this person it's like well what is that okay maybe dwell on yeah. that for a minute and think about think about the implications there because uh, they're not good yeah for yourself for your self-image pretty bad <laughs> um, and so ultimately at the end of the day there there is the man cave but that was Mar was doing but they're not able to make any of the other renovations except for one incredible walk-in closet and the vampires go in, and they're so impressed. And then... I can't believe this is the same house. Or <laughs> <laughs> and then, surprise, surprise, Bran, the property brother, transforms into Nick Kroll, who I think his character's name Simon. Is that right? It is Simon, yes. Simon has been Bran the whole freaking time. And Simon the Devious, excuse me. I Simon be... the Devious has arranged this whole show from season one of the Go Flip Yourself show as a way to get his hands on Laszlo's hat. It's a it's a convoluted plot, but it was an effective one, it would seem. Um, you know, uh, that's 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 the first thing I would say. Yes, apparently he so Simon took on the appearance of. Toby, who is the other one, the one who dies immediately, and I think hypnotized Toby into thinking he'd always had a twin. And Toby was like a veteran who did a lot of charity work. It was this like great guy, and that's why Bran slash Simon just like didn't care when he got eaten right away. <laughs> and then all of the crew were also like his cronies, right? And so we get a lot of good names, Mister um, Fifties, which is always my favorite one. <laughs> Greg, who shall not be named. Yep. Um, I was excited at the addition of Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim. I wrote that one down. The classic. Uh, Count, Count Rapula. 
Yeah. <laughs> Elvis Go Presley. Ahead. Isn't there just an Elvis? There's just an Elvis, right? Yep. There's Ed, there's Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so all of the crew transforms into these vampires, some of whom we saw at the club last time and some of whom were new. And they take they take Laszlo's hat made out of skin. And it's, you know, really, 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 in a way, it's like one of the house flipping renovations and that they change a lot of things about the show and then it all kind of falls away at the uh, and and then it doesn't really last. And we're left where we were. And I think that's nice. Yeah, we're reset. Now, they do say at the end that having the hat out of the house has removed some of the curse, so the house is a little bit better off. And then also, they apparently they still keep producing Go Flip Yourself, but they go to another house, and there's a gas leak in the house, and the whole house explodes. So who knows if they're actually dead this time or if we're going to see Simon ever again. Yeah. He's already survived being horribly burnt one time. Why not again? <laughs> Moving on, episode nine, which is called Freddy. Uh, and this is where um, the the long awaited point where baby Colin Robinson hits puberty. Um, you'll remember that little Colin Robinson had sort of saved Nadja's nightclub by being nightclub entertainment. Um, and the nightclub was like very successful. In this episode, we see a few human celebrities who are there to party. Yes, we got. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got Sofia Coppola, her husband, uh-huh. Thomas Mars of Phoenix. And Jim Jarmusch, And Jim right? Jarmusch. Uh, Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch. What Jim the hell's going on here? <laughs> Jim Jarmusch. Good grief. Um, yes. And they're all hanging out. Jim Jarmusch never... So ultimately, Sofia Coppola and her husband are killed. And uh, Jim Jarmusch still does not realize what's going on. Yes. they. Uh, well, they, they ordered the celebrity special. And, uh, and they got killed. And yes. he just kind of was like, wow, pretty crazy. Or, you know, like, yeah, he, he did not realize what happened. Um, but these are great effects, I think is what he, cause he admires it as a fellow, as a filmmaker, but, uh, yeah, yeah. sorry, 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 Jim. Uh, I like this because it turns the club a, a little bit, not in like a, not in like a big way, but just as far as the celebrities go into a, uh, from dust till dawn situation, which I, which I was yeah. wondering if they were going to be going in that direction in any way, uh, where you lure people in, uh, with the promise of a good time and then, uh, just entirely get. You know, this is a a classic vampire thing, obviously, but um, running an entire venue and having a, you know, getting an entire group of patrons in, killing them all and then reopening the next night is very um, presumably challenging. Uh, You know, you think word would get out. You can only do it so many times. Yeah. You're better off bringing one guy, you know, to like a blood rave or something like at the beginning of Blade. You know, that's a little bit safer. By the way, I... I hadn't seen Blade in like 15 years probably and I forgot about the blood sprinklers. So this whole season when Nadja wanted to start a nightclub and kept talking about blood sprinklers, I was like, I didn't get it. And then I rewatched Blade and I was like, ah, yes, okay. This all makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And uh, for the record, Blade is still insanely sick. Very good film. Kicks ass. Kicks ass. <laughs> so much ass. And Blade 2 also good. Uh, a different, yes. different Blade vibe. Blade 2 are so good that yeah. it – um, unfortunately, we just have to let Wesley Snipes be the way he is. Yeah. He earned it. They should have forgiven the tax debt. Too. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's also good in Tu Wong Fu. Um, he's, he's good in, he's good in Passenger 57. He's good in Drop Zone. He's good in uh, White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, so, you know, he's 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 good in Demolition Man. So Uh-huh, he is very good in Demolition Man. So there you go. Another Simon, Simon Phoenix. Uh mm-hmm. It's all coming together. Anyway, <laughs> Laszlo at this point uh, decides he wants to really lean into being a stage dad, and he tries to get uh, Nadja to sign a new performance agreement with Colin, which she does not agree to. And so Laszlo says, well, we don't need you. I'm taking baby Colin on the road. And then we start to force the issue uh, and and try to make him perform. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he, tr- he becomes... He, he hits puberty while he's while they're on the road, correct? Like when he's about to do a big performance. Is that is that is that when it happens? Like he just kind of yes, they're yeah. about to do. I, I I don't think it's a big performance. I think it's just their first performance. Or, right. I remember there not being a ton of people in the like bar in Pennsylvania that they go to. But it's a very like you know. Well, wait till you see him. You know, you this will this will show you. You know, you and yes, and then, and then you uh, got your classic voice cracking. You know, awkward, too many limbs vibe, and and a very important choice made by the by the show. 
I wasn't sure when, like how old he was going to be before they started just putting Mark Prost's body in, you know? And uh-huh. uh, apparently the answer is like early teens. 13, 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was always that one kid in school. I got I got my like big growth spurt before anybody else. So I was the tallest person in my school until like ninth grade. And then everybody else started to surpass me. I've been this same general size and shape since I was like 10 years old. Um, and so that Mark Frosch was just pulling a Nicole Conlon puberty <laughs> move. Yeah. And, and I, I will say we'd be remiss not to mention, uh, a, uh, famous performer that was booked, um, or at least was, was considered for booking, uh, the clown who can suck himself off. That's an, yes. that was an important one. I, I, <laughs> yes. I wrote that one down the, as well. Yeah, so Nadja is like trying to find other performers to Phil Collins spot at the club. And was that Michael McDonald? Uh, I believe it was. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, not that, not that, not that Michael McDonald. Not that one. The other one, the mad TV, Michael McDonald, Stewart. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Stewart as well. Yes. Stewart. Um, and, and ultimate, he has to stretch a bunch first, right? He can't just suck himself off. Yes. He has to, he's working on it. Correct. Yes. Um, so all of, all of these are duds. And so, um, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't help, you know, when you said Michael McDonald, it, it popped into my head, you know, just the idea of like, like I'm here. So yeah, exactly. Back in the long ago, right. Well, yeah. Well, I was just, gonna, um, I was trying to think of parody, you know, parody lyrics like, uh, well, uh, I'm the clown who can suck himself <laughs> off. You know, that kind of thing. Perfect. No yeah. notes. Um, like a Pokemon. You just announce yourself, <laughs> you know, by saying <laughs> your name. But you sing it in the Michael McDonald voice. Correct. <laughs> so now we get my personal favorite cameo of the season because we see a little bit of Guillermo's personal life. Um, and Guillermo has started when he was in England. Uh, he met a man named Freddie and they started dating. And Freddie is connected to the show because uh, Nadja played by Natasha Dimitriou, uh, is also on Stathlet's Flats with this guy who plays Freddy, who in Stathlet's Flats is named Al. Um, and he's the best part of Stathlet's Flats, I-M-O. Um, and so it was a delight to see him here. He's just this very nice man. He and Guillermo seem really happy together. And then when Nandor finds out that Guillermo's really happy dating this guy, Freddy, he gets jealous and he wants his own Freddy. And so he wishes with the, with the gins remaining, this is his last wish, right? I believe it's the last wish. I think it's his last wish. He wishes to have his own Freddy and then he, he gets one. So now there's two Freddies. So whereas the Sklar brothers were not uh parent, parent trap style tricks of the camera, <laughs> the two Freddies are very much parent trap style tricks of the camera to make it look like there's two of them. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you and know. the moment when they see each other and just start screaming is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this ends in uh, the way that one would expect, I suppose, um, with uh, the Freddies getting together. Is that basically? Yeah, falling in love with each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Freddy is someone who's very comfortable with himself, it would appear, unlike Nandor, uh, when someone just is him. Um, it is uh, it is acceptable to him. Um, so not a... Uh, oh, and you know what? I'm sorry. He doesn't he doesn't wish himself to have a new Freddy. He wishes that the djinn would turn Marwa into Freddy. Right. You're right. Yeah. I, I could clarify. Yeah. I should have clarified that before. Yeah. So I it's forgot that we're just, it's another remix of, of another remixed wife. His wife is now Freddy. So, you know, um, I guess the personality is, is kind of, there's some Marwa in there. So it's not exactly like two doubles falling in love. There's a, but I, I mean, it seems like doubles. it's mostly, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the same guy. But here's the thing. Freddie seems like a nice sort of easygoing guy. Obviously, they share a lot of interests. You know, it's not like Nandor, who is sort of a horrible person who wishes for somebody exactly like himself and then can't stand to be around himself. It's like if you were a really nice person who just wanted to make other people happy and you were married to a really nice person who just wanted to make other people happy. Yeah. So that's where things are going into the finale. Uh, The Freddies have gone. Colin is no longer in show business. Uh, they couldn't book the clown who uh, sucks himself off. <laughs> they could book him. They didn't want to book or him. The clown who can suck himself off. Excuse me. I don't want to get yes. the, the name wrong. Uh, so, uh, you know, things are things are in a little bit of disarray. Yes. And then we have the final episode of the season. Episode 10, Sunrise, Sunset, which 
uh, we get beautifully sung by Matt Berry. And at this point, uh, Baby Colin's basically an adult. He's still, he has like kind of swoopy emo hair, which was very popular when Tat and I would have been in high school. Mm -hmm. And he wears like one of those beadies with a brim on it. And he's uh, very angsty. And he keeps throughout the whole season and even now as functionally an adult, he keeps banging holes in the wall of the mansion. And he has this insatiable urge to like use a hammer and bang holes in the wall. And we don't know why. Um, And in this episode, we finally get an answer. He also starts to sort of turn into an energy vampire in his final form, even before we get there. And Laszlo has to confront the fact that despite his best efforts, he couldn't change this little boy's nature. Yeah, he made a, he made he made a lot of effort to keep him from becoming what he was always going to become. And yes. uh, I guess there's a lesson there uh, somewhere. But um, yeah, just a just a. It's that parenting doesn't matter, and your kid <laughs> is going to be whoever they are. Taking a strong stance in the nature versus nurture yes. debate. <laughs> Being annoying uh, is genetic, and it cannot be controlled. Yes. So while Colin is working on figuring out his identity, um, Nadja has decided to call it quits on the nightclub. She gave it her best shot, but it's clearly not working. So she tries to burn it down for the insurance money. Unfortunately, um, she doesn't realize that to get the check, she has to have taken out insurance. So she burns down the club and then the um, firefighters show up and she asks for her check and the she is unfortunately informed that she will not get one. Yes. And that's because the, well, Lisa, the first time she tries to burn it down, the blood sprinklers actually worked and stopped yes. the fire. Yes. And it only burns her office, which is where all of her money was stored in the wall. Correct. So tough, tough break. You got to If you're going to commit insurance fraud, you got to really plan. Get your money. Starting by getting insurance. That and yeah, get your money out of there, you know? Um, yeah. You know, you can't claim missing cash or something. You know, you're you're really you're really getting yourself in trouble there, probably, uh, or, or making yourself look suspicious. So, how does her story end? That's it, right? We just Guillermo has um, taken all of the money. Uh, not all of it. Some of it was still in. She legitimately burned her money. Some of it was still in there. But Guillermo has absconded with a bunch of it, and we have previously seen him like buying a G wagon and like getting new appliances for his family and stuff. And now we finally see him like self-actualizing in a new way where he takes the money he goes and finds um Derek the vampire uh who has now started working at a gas station and he gives Derek a duffel bag full of money and the season ends with him asking Derek to turn him into a vampire yeah and this um this was interesting because you know on the one hand we had, uh, you know, Colin finally emerging from the uh, from the chrysalis, you know, and there was a great sequence where he basically finds his like Batcave. It's like the end of the it's like the end of the third Nolan Batman movie where. Yes. Yeah. Also, I was going to try to mix up all the storylines together. And then I realized we arrived at the end with Guillermo and I was like, fuck, I forgot to do the second half of Colin's storyline. So basically he's banging. The reason he's, he's banging, banging the holes into the wall. Yeah. He, so he bangs one hole into the wall and he finds a slide like like my dad always used to take like fucking slide film on our vacations like that kind of slide <laughs> um, and he finds a projector and it's like a outline that lines up exactly with the walls in his room and there's three squares on there that he needs to hit with a hammer and he hits those squares and he finds a pair of glasses uh, like his reading glasses and then he finds what a key or like a like some way to open like a portal into Colin Robinson's personal library which is where all of his like old diaries are kept so he just spends days probably just reading and reading and reading his old diaries and regaining his old memories and reverting back into the Colin Robinson we know and love right he he's got there's a big line of ugly suits uh it's kind of like a like a it's like when uh doug opens his closet and you see that all of doug's outfits are the same yeah yeah very much like that and uh yeah his reemergence after this and they play like a very dramatic music while he's kind of you know re- uh-huh. re- and then he just walks into the living room and just like hey guys or or, or what i forget exactly what he says but uh i think i it's something like sub dogs yeah something yeah 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 so so uh so he's back um, he presumably can handle the, the money stuff or whatever. You know what I mean? I, th- I think, uh-huh. I think, you know, they, they've got that taken care of. And so, oh yeah. Cause this whole time they were trying to remember what his pin code was. And then at the end it's, it's like four twenty sixty nine something, something, something. Right. 
Yeah, I can't remember the exact joke, but you're yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and, and it's and they and they still have like a ton of money, basically. Like yeah. he tells them what the balance is, and they're basically fine. So yeah, so we've reset everything there. All those problems are gone. But then we introduce the new element, and that is, uh, of course, um, the the attempted br- bribery or or whatever you want to call it. Payoff. Uh, yeah, payoff. So who knows if they'll go through with it? I, I did want to say uh, I, I the haunted house uh, that they have set up and. Uh, um, there's a nice, uh, the, the sire shows up again, who we all appreciate. Uh-huh. And, uh, um, the damn zoomers are not impressed and not afraid of the sire. Um, cause they, <laughs> yeah. they spent too much time on TikTok or whatever uh, to pick, pick your age based grievance here. And, uh, you know, that's disrespectful. I, I think, I think he's cool and scary. I got it. The pin number is four twenty sixty nine twenty four seven. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Which is so funny. Cause that's not possible. <laughs> Banks don't let you have a fucking ten digit pin code. Four two zero six nine. Yeah, eight. Yeah, eight digits is too many. That's not. Uh, that's not. That's not going to do it. But that's a good one to try if you ever have access to somebody that has eight codes uh, or eight eight, uh, eight digits. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it's. Uh, I, I'm excited. I guess we're getting closer. Um, it's the most sort of uh, stark yes or no. Uh, I guess as far as will Guillermo become a vampire as far as our old predictions from a million uh-huh. years ago, when you see the show uh, every week, I think at this point it's gotta be yes. Right. I, you know, what at this point, I mean, does Derek have now some sort of inherent vampire integrity where he won't take the money? He doesn't seem like that kind of guy. Right. And he, and he did, you know, like we did have a brief time when Guillermo didn't want to be a vampire anymore. But uh, that seems to be over. So uh, I say yeah. I say go for it. Maybe we'll get a little bit more insight into the whole like becoming a I'm vampire. I'm wondering if maybe because of his Van Helsing blood, we find out it won't take or something. That could be. Yeah, that's true. But also, I mean, maybe he'll just have to do the serum like Blade. Maybe he'll become a day. Yeah. Helsing. He, well, he can become a daywalker. No, no, sorry. He, yeah, a daywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, he's yeah he's half, all half vampy. All of our strengths, none of our weaknesses. Yeah. So we'll see. So so the verdict on how close has is Guillermo to becoming a vampire is he's on the razor's edge. The doomsday clock is at 1159. We're very yeah. close. Uh, yeah. Closer than we've ever been. Um, and the other question that we always ask is what does it take to kill Carl Robinson? And the answer is still unclear, possibly more than ever. I think it would appear that the answer is not applicable and slash a, uh yeah <laughs> he but then how come everybody isn't an energy vampire how do you get turned into an energy vampire well that's a more that's a more interesting question and we and we haven't gotten there but that's still floating I around right talking about his mother and stuff that's still floating around it's funny that we didn't get it in the context of this episode you know this this arc where we're talking yeah. about his whole his whole deal but uh yeah you know i mean i guess they can be because he kills remember when he killed the trip that, that you know i guess only only he can kill himself or something maybe i don't know maybe maybe because he killed the two um, the, the, his his uh his his triplet uh you know guys oh yeah 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 i forgot about them <laughs> um one other thing to note about the colin situation is that he has no memory of the past year that he spent as baby colin and that's like a big bummer for laszlo who has like perhaps one of his only moments of character growth in the series is like being sad that he fathered a boy that doesn't remember him yeah I and mean, that, that's you know like he actually grew and and he actually became yeah you know, like father and all that and then it's just like oh yep i got nothing you know i remember everything else though uh you know <laughs> every other <Yeah>. thing from <laughs> Uh, you know, hits him with like a waza or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, well. There's also one other thing I wondered about this episode. So one of the, um, I don't remember, I think it was this episode. Maybe it was in episode nine, but I think it was in this episode before Nadja officially gives up on the club. One of the forms of entertainment she tries is like a live stream with the world's greatest thinkers. And so they're resurrecting like old dead souls. And the guide has a bunch of dead souls of famous people in jars. She says she has the second largest collection in the United States because some tech billionaire has the largest collection of human souls. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, so they resurrect Gandhi and somebody else to do a podcast. Was it Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. It was an author, but I don't remember who. Ernest Hemingway, maybe. And um, Gandhi. And then Nadja interrupts Gandhi and makes him read a Blue Apron ad for like steak tortillas or steak uh, tacos or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. which is very funny so do you remember the show clone high 
I do. So Clone High got canceled because of the way that they portrayed Gandhi. There were like hunger strikes in India over it. So MTV just axed it. Although it's coming back soon and it's, I can't wait. It is coming back. And I wonder, I wonder if people in India are just sort of like, yeah, we don't, we don't really mind making fun of Gandhi anymore. Or if there's going to be like issues with this or what? Well, this was not really the same kind of, you know, uh, yeah. Gandhi and that was like a horny teenager, you know, um, True. uh, this is like a little bit, you know, he's still like Gandhi, as you he's know, still him. Gandhi, he's just reading, whatever. he just has to read a blue ribbon thing. <laughs> it's more like a Bill and Ted situation than it, I guess. Know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not inherently that disrespectful. The idea that he could be, I guess the idea that he could be brought back is disrespectful, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, we, yeah, it's strange that especially back then, like before the internet was like, really like, you know, like the clone high was like when we were in like it was like right around the turn of the century right 2002 2003 um raise your hand if you had a very poor quality version of the theme song uh in your uh winamp uh library at the time limewire yeah yeah drowning pools is the name of the band uh and um yeah so the idea that they even knew about it i think is is funny you know what i mean like how did word get out i mean not that we were keeping a secret but like it was not a it was not a highly rated show you know like people like us know about it i think i bought it uh on maybe on itunes or something like a a year ago or something it's like oh cool clone high because like i had them all up it's good yeah it's very good and it's got a uh yeah check it out abe lincoln he's a nerd in it it's wild it's also a lot of voice actors who uh weirdly you for sure heard in other stuff and like actual like famous comedy people like like it's kind of neat yeah michael j fox one of the best cameos in the history of uh voice acting um, so good yeah okay this is not a clone high podcast we'll talk off off air about it um so that's it that's season four of what we do in the shadows as we know it has already been renewed for seasons five and six we'll see if we renew ourselves for seasons five and six because as we've seen uh without a producer to keep us on schedule it's tough to do these for us we're gonna have some intense meetings with the uh the people behind the show uh behind this show i mean and we're gonna have to really hash things out but we'll see yeah Hey, st- stay subscribed and maybe yeah. maybe an episode will pop up and you won't even know where, you know, like, wow, how, how fun, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow either of us on social media. I'm at Nicole Conlon on Twitter and at the Nicole Conlon on Instagram. Uh, I'm Patty Moe on both of the things. Um, I'm not on TikTok because I still don't really know how I would do that. So uh, I am on TikTok and I barely use it, but I think I'm at the Nicole Conlon on that also. That's probably the one you're supposed to be on for career purposes, I guess, right? So. Probably. I I have one TikTok that has like two views, and then I did that King of the Hill impressions thing that got 200,000 views. So Normal. <laughs> seems, yeah. seems very easy to crack. I was like, I'm going to tap out now. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how we end these. Do you? Uh, I think I say something along the lines of, Bat?